you know, distributing the Bible is a very, very important thing. You know, one of the people I admire most as far as using New Testament and the like, and for him they, well, I guess he still uses good New, New Testaments now, but he, he used to distribute the Gideon New Testament wherever he went, is Professor John Lennox. John is astonishing the way he hands out the scriptures. He tells me that Sally always, that's his wife by the way, for those who don't know, Sally always makes sure that he's got at least two with him when he's going anywhere. He tells the story of one occasion when he was on a train en route for Russia and he met a professor on that train who had been brought up a communist and so on. John didn't have a Russian Gideon Testament with him, but what he did have was a brand new Bible in that was beautifully leather bound in Russian. So he said, this fellow's needs greater than mine. So he gave it to him. And that fellow became a believer as a result. So I'm sure you've got lots more to tell us. So over to you. Thanks very much, Roger. It's, uh, it's a real privilege just to be invited to a small fellowship, however many are here, who are hungry to know how we share the precious <coughs> faith that uh, we've been reading about in Romans, and it's that hope set before us. I'll use initially the little script. I mean, this is the first one as a Gideon. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light on my path. Now our new name, Good News for Everyone, this is, I think it's quite uh, another one that we were always using as uh, Gideons. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. With the Charities Commission in the UK challenging the Gideons International on the unequal status of men and women in this work of scripture distribution, we took on the new name and joined in with the Canadians and some other nations to be active around the world in Share World Global. So Share Word Global is allowing us to get access into other countries around the world. So. The vision that probably made me want to join was the fact that if you feel that you are providing scriptures to go into so many other parts of the world where it's not so available. My son worked what had been behind the, um, in Moldova for a while, so I've got a great heart. I know Roger is still, I always wished I could speak German like uh, Roger to have the access, which is what John Lennox used to allow him to distribute God's word in the various languages and that's been the thrill of being part of good news. So that it has allowed us a freedom, having the new identity to produce other printed material other than the full Bibles and New Testaments and Psalms. For example, we now have in our New Testaments Proverbs as well. So it's New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. And we gladly give these away 
in all sorts of walks of life. And what has helped, the Americans were not so keen on us having badged testaments, but I've got one here which has been used through the pandemic. It's called a key worker testament. And some of the care workers and people who we've come across during this time are thrilled to bits and think, that's specially for me, that's God's word for me. And it's also allowed us, who had, I mean, I reckon it's God's timing, that this is my most dowdy copy, my wife will be telling me off. This is the Hope magazine. I don't know if you've come across these. This was a brilliant, just as the pandemic was hitting. So we got these beautifully produced, lovely pictures of Psalms and what this book is about. Have you ever wondered who Jesus Christ really is? You've heard people talk about him, have probably sung about him at Christmas or Easter, and have likely seen him pictured in stained glass artwork or featured in a famous painting. History books leave no doubt that he actually lived and breathed and left a permanent imprint on this world. And it was just a way of introducing people that it's introductions. We want people to look into God's word. If you have, amazingly, I mean, it's incredible in UK. So you've had badged testaments. All sorts of ones have been marked and given to people specially. And it's gone from the armed forces to rugby clubs. It's gone from cricket clubs to football. And it's gone to John's ambulance. And it just personally says this word of God is so important. We've now got two local representatives in Serbia. Now your this will be your Dragan and Zelko. Does that sound reasonably Serbian? They arranged when the pre he's just retired as the head of the British Gideons uh, Bill Thomas, a surgeon, an amazing witness, like John Lennox. I think that's what inspired me to really get involved with scripture distribution. In his own profession, he was well respected. He was, as the president of the British Good News for Everyone, he was visiting both Serbia and Macedonia. And at this meeting, these gentlemen had arranged, and this is where you're bringing different churches together, a meeting with the priest for education of the Orthodox Church and the head of the Roman Catholic Church in Serbia, and got a meeting with them that in their places, just like Joe teaching in a school, they're desperately looking to distribute God's word in these schools. And when you think of the background when my son was in Moldova. You met Christians there, um, Romanian, most of them spoke that I met, but the suffering they'd had as Christians under the communist regime. And that's the wonderful opportunity we've had, and we pray that it will continue with Share World Global, spreading these scriptures to many different areas. The other thing we've been specialising in is 
for the youngsters, I would love, I've, only, I've got a couple of these. If they'd like to, you could, you could actually, as a teacher, Roger, you can have a little look and see if you, have you seen one of these? It's the one we're aiming it for years sort of five and six in junior schools. The big challenge with going into the schools is some of the high schools, particularly after COVID, are proving quite difficult to get into. Whereas some of the junior schools are quite open. The pastor in my little church I go to in Thornhill, we praise the Lord. Some of you may know Phil Davis. It's his um, daughter working through counties and looking for opportunities to go into schools. And this has been really well received. So our pastor managed to, to I think it was um, over 100, have gone into Thornhill School very biblically, beautifully presented, and it just opens the youngsters' eyes to who is this person, Jesus. So we'd certainly recommend that. The Hope magazine, that is a brilliant way, if you've got sort of care homes and other avenues, as well as the little testaments that Got a couple there, you're really welcome. The large print ones, they're all printed now with the good news for everyone. And that's what we want to actually be sharing, Steve. Thanks, Jeff. It really is a, a privilege to be able to come and uh, just share with you the work of the Gideons, or as we now call it, good news for everyone privilege to come and share that and it's now my privilege just to look into God's word uh, because uh, we're not just in a book distribution uh, service we want people to read and study the word of God and uh, I just want just for a few moments this morning to <clears throat> have a look at uh, some verses in 2 Kings uh, chapter 22 and 23. Let me just read a few verses just to uh, set the scene. Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. And then <clears throat> just a couple of other verses a little bit later on. Uh, says then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the scribe I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord and Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and he read it the Shaphan the scribe went to the king bringing the king's word saying your servants have gathered the money and was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work who oversee the house of the Lord then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law, that he tore his clothes. To put this uh, <clears throat> little story into, into context, um, <clears throat> the independent kingdom of Judah was, if you like, approaching uh, the end. Uh, there have been many <clears throat> evil kings, bad kings, we might say, with only perhaps a few exceptions. 
uh, Asa and Hezekiah would be a couple of those uh, exceptions. One of the worst kings was Manasseh, and you can uh, read about him in Kings and in Chronicles. And uh, Josiah, this boy of eight, when he became king, Manasseh was uh, his grandfather. And he was probably one of the most evil kings you could have come across. But despite that, his grandfather being so e evil, Josiah, it says, did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Uh, and that's truly amazing, isn't it? You can't uh, blame your family for the way that you live your life before God. Yes, I know there can be some very difficult and bad experiences as young people grow up with their families. But in the end, you can't just blame your family uh, for the way that we live. And so just for a few minutes, I want to look at the revival, the reformation, if you like, that was brought about in this kingdom of Judah during the reign of Josiah. And how, and that's important, how it should impact upon us. We're not here just to have a, a history lesson, because I used to teach history uh, for many years. But it's not just a history lesson, it's how it affects us today. Just notice, first of all, how bad things were at this time. We can only list them as it would take a long time to, to go through the war, but if you want to read it, you can read more about it in 2 Chronicles in chapter 34. Uh, let me just list them for you. The house of God, the temple, was in disrepair. There was no, what we would call, Bible. No, um, the five books of Moses, um, not available. Nobody seemed to have a copy. Perhaps didn't even know it existed, almost. The articles in the temple uh, were being used for the worship of Baal. And idolatrous priests were burning incense to various gods, to Baal, to the sun god, to moon and stars. And there were even perverted women um, in those temples, and many altars to other gods. In other words, total disregard for God and the worship of God. And yet this is Judah, the kingdom, the chosen people of God. And yet they were living in such a way, total disregard. And it's not surprising that God had promised that judgment would come. And you may sit here this morning and say, well, things aren't that bad in our churches. And thankfully that's true, isn't it? But think of the society that we all live in. And uh, I'm sure we could make a, a list of all the things that are wrong in our society. And uh, in our own, own lifetimes. You know, we could have said, when we were born, that was about 70 years ago, wasn't that right, Jeff? Um, <clears throat> yeah, we could have said well, we were a Christian country. Can't call um, UK a Christian country anymore. They're, <clears throat> we've gone so far away from the Word of God, from the Bible, the standards of the Word of God, the, the commandments of the Word of God. And uh, we would have to admit we live in a godless society. And perhaps we're even beginning to experience some sort of uh, persecution. Uh, I don't know if you read in the uh, Christian press, but the, the, the 
information I've received is that you find that um, people perhaps preaching in the open air will be accused of hate crime and they've been arrested by the police. Um, I read recently of, uh, of a woman who was standing near to an abortion clinic, you're not allowed by law now to protest anywhere near an abortion clinic, but she was just standing and she was praying silently. Um, but somebody realized what she was doing and she was arrested. You find in schools that, uh, <clears throat> um, there's one recently in, in, in Cardiff, I believe, a supply teacher was asked uh, what his view on marriage was and he said it's between one man and one woman. And the head teacher of this high school in Cardiff uh, dismissed him. Said it was uh, worrying about the safeguarding for the children. Now, of course, you've got to be concerned for safeguarding, but uh, this is the concerns, this is a society we're increasingly involved in and Christians are beginning to at least be sidelined and possibly persecuted. But I don't want just to be negative this morning because what's the answer to our society? What was the answer to the society of Judah at this time of King uh, Josiah? And the answer began in the house of God. That's where this revival, this reformation, it started in the place of worship. And I, I believe that equates for us as Christians. Each of us, if you like, is the temple of the Holy Spirit, as it says. And revival must begin with us as individuals, as Christians, and collectively as a church. You know... <clears throat> We pray for our government because uh, we are told to in Scripture that we should pray for those in authority over us, our governments, our, uh, our parliament, if you like. And we would desire that we had more Christians there. They were passing more laws that were godly. But in one sense, um, an act of parliament can never make us more religious. In history, years gone by, people were fined for not uh, attending church, but that didn't make them Christians. However good and proper some of those things might be, we must uh, change, live a true Christian life in our society. As uh, somebody has once said, a cold church, I'm not talking about temperatures, a cold church will not warm cold hearts. And it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge to me, as I trust it will be to you. Are we living godly lives in a society in which we live? So the revival here began in the house of God. But secondly, the revival brought people back to the word of God. And as uh, a member of the Gideons, or as we know it now, uh, good news for everyone. Not surprising, perhaps, that uh, we're mentioning that this morning. But that's what happened. Hilkiah, the high priest, they were renovating the temple, rebuilding different things, getting rid of all the damage and so on. And while they were doing that, they, they seemed to have found some dusty old scrolls. We would call it uh, the Bible. The Bible that they had, probably the first five books. And the high priest discovers it, surprised. Uh, amazed to find it and uh, he gives it to the the king's secretary and he reads it and he 
takes it to, to the king and he reads it to the king. If you like, there was a, the first, uh, perhaps the first one-to-one -one Bible study uh, taking place there. And uh, it's an amazing effect on Josiah. And he reads it, and we, I, I read that first. He, he tore his clothes, not because he was angry, but it was a sign of uh, repentance, a sign that uh, they had been wrong, been ignoring the word of God. And uh, that's so true, isn't it? The effect of the Word of God right through the centuries. People like uh, John Wycliffe, one of the first translators of the Bible into English, and Tyndale. You know, amazing to think uh, that uh, because of these men, we have the Bible. So many different translations, so many copies. I wonder how many copies of the Bible you have at home. But uh, amazing, the effect of the Word of God. Think of Martin Luther. That, uh, that monk there in Germany. You know, he wanted to know his sins forgiven. He wanted to be right with God. And he went through everything that the church of that day could offer. But he had no assurance of salvation until he began to study and read the word of God. And that brought about, of course, the great reformation. And so, this morning, do we study the word of God? Yes, I trust we all have our, our quiet time uh, each day, but do we really study it? And more importantly, perhaps, do we, do we put it into, into practice? This is one thing to become knowledgeable of the Word of God. It's another thing uh, to live by. You know, I'm sure, that verse in Hebrews, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the effect of the word of God used uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's another verse that says, isn't it, that we should study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And so, Revival, Reformation comes by the cha change in our lives as individuals and as a church. It comes by studying God's Word. But also, it will have a dramatic effect. You read the rest of King, 2 Kings uh, 23. See the effect of the Word of God had on not just the king, but also on the people. Because um, in chapter 23 it says... The king stood by a pillar, made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, to keep his commandments, his testimony, his statutes, with all his heart and all his soul, to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And then it says, and all the people took a stand for the covenant. You see, it had dramatic effects, this word of God, Josiah, and on the people. And you read on in that reformation of the church. They destroyed the idols, the altars. They burned and ground into dust all these things. And the end of verse 12, I, I like this. And it says, they threw the dust into the brook Kidron. Just outside of Jerusalem, the brook Kidron. They, even the dust that had been polluting the temple, they threw it in the Kidron. I wonder, is there a Kidron in your life, in my life, where we get rid of all our sins 
and uh, trust the Lord will indeed enable us to do that. And so there was reformation, there was revival, and that's our prayer, isn't it? Our prayer is that we should have revival, yes, in our hearts, in our churches, but in society. And you only need to read through great uh, books about revival. What a great challenge and encouragement it is. When we have, we think of our society as being difficult and bad and uh, in so many ways, as I've mentioned. But again, we have a great God, sovereign God, who can act in revival. I'm sure down through the centuries when revival has taken place, there are times when people despaired you know, of, of society. It was so bad, so far away from God. Think of uh, the early <clears throat> 1700s. You find that uh, the church was, yes, it was orthodox, but uh, there was no life. There was no real spirit taking place. And then came Wesley and Whitfield. And in Wales, Howell Harris and Daniel Rowland and William Williams and so on. And you have a massive revival taking place in the 18th century. And our God hasn't changed. Our God is still the same yesterday, today and forever. And so we need to pray for revival. That God would again come to our country, to our society in revival power. And uh, instead of just reading it in the books... Of the great revivals that have taken place, like 1904 5 uh, revival. Uh, great interest, wasn't there, in 2004, uh, the centenary of that revival. We can read about it, we're encouraged by it, but are we praying for it? That God would use His Word again, because that was the start of it, really, wasn't it? It was the reading of God's Word, and we as Gideons, as uh, Good News Account, remembering you know I always want to say Gideons but uh, that's why we want to give out the word of God because it's life changing and I'm sure most of you if not all of you have experienced that life changing work of the spirit in your life and so then this morning may it be said of us these last verse of chapter 23 talking summing up the life of Josiah before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses. Not after him did any arise like him. What an amazing testimony that was for that king. And I trust it will be true of each one of us here this morning. Thank you. I'm sure if you've got any questions about the work of Good News, we've got two representatives here who you can talk to and they will be very happy, I'm sure, to answer your questions.